Hey y'all, what's up with y'all? Welcome back to the same basement. If you're a returning listener, you're an OG. Glad to have you back. If you're new here, welcome. We are so, so, so happy to have you here. So welcome. So, um, today's one of those days. <laughs> I'm really stressed out. I'm tired, but anything for you guys. Like, I'm going to record this podcast because I need to like this is as therapeutic for me as it is for people who the episode is for specifically so yeah I'm going to do this so today in fact before we go into today's topic I just had a crazy idea and I was like I'm going to do it like this is um a first edition of this but i just had a crazy idea to call somebody like call one of my friends and be like yo what you up to and like have a little chat with them and then when they get off we talk about what we have to talk about today <laughs> i don't know the idea gets my head and i was like yeah i'm gonna do it like yeah there's no harm in you know trying new things so yes i'm going to do that and today we are calling our <laughs> our season three co-host my darling Keisha, I miss her so much. It was so fun doing season three with her. Wish we could have her, but yeah, we don't have her this season. But I'm going to call her. Like I'm going on a limp here. I don't even know if she's going to speak because my guy is a very busy person. But let's see how that goes. And by the way, like this episode is not going to be long, so I'm using this to pass time so that it reaches at least thirty minutes. You know, so let's see if she picks. They just said that number is not reachable. <laughs> I'm going to call her other number because these people are just fools. I have Kisha's two numbers. That is called friends privilege. So, yeah, I'm going to call her other number. This thing has to work because these people cannot be doing this to me. They can't. Come on, man. Bruh, me and Kisha just started like how many minutes ago? Let me check. But we literally chatted this evening, like just before I recorded this, or just before I started recording this podcast. So let me see. Come on, my girl is online. I know I'm taking you guys' time, but we're gonna do this. My girl declined my call. Shay, Shabaya. She probably is busy, so yeah. <laughs> My girl is busy, so oh, she said she'll call me back, so yeah. Yeah, let's just be talking, Sha. Let's just be recording the podcast. So today, um, I'm going to be talking about um a topic. It's actually quite serious. <laughs> I know I always say this like every episode. It's like, what is wrong with this girl? Why do you always say the podcast is a serious? But yeah, and it's also a page from my life, but not. It's not going to be like exclusive kind of thing. So it's like it's for everybody. It's for me. It's for you. It's for every single one of us. So today I'm going to be talking about the time I had foster child syndrome. 
and don't worry we are going to get into it in a bit so you're going to get what i'm talking about but like um if you know what a foster child is we don't really have um those services in nigeria in we don't have like all child services that like controls the whole or children that are not in homes you know but abroad like in america they have that foster child so um according to the oxford languages dictionary says a child who has been placed in foster care then that now begs the question then what in the world is foster care and based on this dictionary said foster care foster care is a system in which a minor has been placed into a world group home or private home of a certified caregiver referred to as a foster parent or with a family member approved by the state so basically um a foster child is not adopted um so you know it's it's one of those things where um it's like at any time you could be pulled out of the home or maybe the child doesn't feel like um i'm i'm the real child of this parents or you know it's just not a permanent situation so most of the time a lot of children that are placed in foster care don't feel at home in the homes they've been placed in they feel like they're not the real children of the parent and so they don't feel like they have the right to you know do some things and to ask for some things or demand some things and to be honest in um, legal terms they actually do not have um, the right to you know um, they don't have basically they don't have the rights that a an adopted child or a legitimate biological child would have you know so it's one of those things where yeah i don't even know if i'm explaining this right but basically the reason why i had to use this whole term of oh i had foster child syndrome is because it's actually something that the lord spoke to me in just like last month because i'm seeing we're seeing september so early in august so let me just tell the quick story early in august i went to redemption camp oh my god that's that's one of the best that's like the highlight of my August for like the past two August. That has been the hi highlight of those two holidays because man, going for um, the annual convention is just great and the experience is so wonderful and like every single time I feel closer to God and it's just wonderful. So this year I also went, I went for redemption. I went to redemption camp for the annual convention, RCCG's annual convention. Shout out, Redeemites, I am one of you guys. <laughs> so yeah, I went and there was this day, Pastor Yadiboye Awadadijio, as his family called. So Dajio told us to um, write down prayer points. The theme for this year was beyond expectation. So he said we should write down prayer points, write down requests that like big things out will like scare you you know things that are beyond your expectations things that you're like you know that definitely if god doesn't do it this thing cannot happen on its own you know and man i just sat there i was like i just couldn't write it i was like ah it was not even a okay to be honest faith was one of the reasons or one of the factors behind me not being able to write down the things that were on my mind that were coming to my mind i was like 
yeah i actually didn't have adequate fit but apart from that it was a situation where i felt like I don't know if I should be asking God for these things. It feels like I'm being so demanding and I'm asking for too much, you know. And as I just sat down there and I was not writing, I was just sitting with my um, book and my pen and just looking at the blank page and I was like, oh, I cannot write this. And literally in that moment, I felt like the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and said, you have foster child syndrome. Man, I was like, what? What are you talking about? For such as, you know, like, what in the world does that mean? And just like in my head, the explanation came. But I believe it was the Lord that explained it to me. He was like, because I know a lot about, um, I don't know a lot, but I know quite well about the way the child services in America, the child care goes in America, where it's like, um, we have foster child, which I explained earlier. We have um foster child, we have adopted child. So like there's a difference, you know. Foster child, um, a foster child situation is like a temporary one. Of course, sometimes foster children are in the home of a particular foster parent, maybe up to two years. But a lot of times they are removed easily. And as I said earlier, they don't, they do not actually have legal rights per se to what an adopted or a biological child would have so you know a lot of children feel like a lot of foster children specifically feel they do not have the right to request things of these parents because it's like you're doing me a favor by having me in your home and that is enough the fact that i have shelter i have food i have clothes on my back i'm going to school you're doing enough you know and i shouldn't be asking for more so when the lord spoke to me in that moment and I explained that whole situation to me. I was just like, that is so crazy. Whoa. <laughs> it just hit me and I was like, okay, conviction. Now repentance in my heart. I was repenting. I was like, God, forgive me. I don't know why I have this, but yeah, forgive me. I didn't want to unpack the whole thing there and then because it was like, um, I should write down my prayer points, pray it, and when I go home and I'm alone with you, we'll unpack this together. So I wrote down my big prayer points, which I'm not going to tell you guys, because they are like big. And I wrote down those prayer points, and yeah, I prayed them. And in that moment, I had this like moment. I, I think it was either Mark chapter 2. I'm sorry. As you guys always know, I like to get um, my scripture reference right. So I'll always like to check. Yeah. I literally, in my house, we literally read that verse this morning. I don't know why I can't find it. Yeah, I found it. Sorry again. My dogs are barking. I don't know what the heck is wrong with them. But please just ignore that and let's move on. So yeah, I had a Mark chapter 9 moment with the Lord. Yeah, in Mark chapter 9 verse 24. Okay, let me start from verse 23. Mark chapter 9 verse 23. So this is Jesus talking to the father of a demon-possessed boy. He said, what do you mean if I can? Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. Then in verse 24, the father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my own beliefs. So I had this, Lord, I believe you. I believe you can do this. But still, I, I don't think I believe you enough, so please help my own belief. So I had one of those moments, and 
yeah in that moment i prayed my prayer points and i i just said lord i truly don't know if i have enough faith but your word says if we have faith like even if it's as tiny as the mustard seed like paraphrasing it can go a long way so help my mustard seed faith and i prayed my prayer then i went home after the meeting that night and i had a moment to the lord and I was trying to unpack what he said earlier. I was like, what does it mean to have foster child syndrome and where is that coming from? Basically just trying to unpack what is the root of this, why have I developed this and things like that. And um, I was just conversing with God and I started having flashbacks and I remember times where I would pray and God I would literally feel the Lord inviting me to ask him what is on my mind and I would not you know I was like oh no Lord this is the time for fellowship and communion just me and you let's just enjoy this moment it's not time to ask you for anything and while that is a very beautiful thing but literally God is saying ask me what do you want I know there's something on your mind and I want you to say it out and I'll just say and I'll just say no it's fine, let's just have this moment, you know. And I would not ask of, I would not ask things of God. I would just not, because I was just, I, I guess it's, I guess one of his, I guess one of it is fear. The fear of getting no as an answer. I didn't want to bring my prayer points and my requests before God and not have answered prayers. So the fear of unanswered prayers was one of it for me. I didn't want to have unanswered prayers. And I was just scared, literally, that maybe I'll be praying and miss. It's like this desire that's on my heart. I don't know if this is of you. And, you know, I was just processing a lot. And then I was just scared, basically, to ask God. Because I was like, God, you've done, you've done enough already. And even if you don't do anything more than you've already done, it will be enough. Literally, you send Jesus to die for me and I have salvation. That is the greatest gift I could ever receive. So thank you for that. So I will not ask anything of you. And to be honest, I thought that was like being pious and being more holy and being more like Christ to not ask of to not ask things of the Lord. That's what I thought. I was like, yeah. I'm being faithful, you know, and I am seeking God. I'm seeking his face. I'm not seeking his hand. So this is the best thing I could do, which is the truth. I should not be seeking the hand of God more than I seek his face. I should seek for a relationship with him more than I seek his hand, you know. But we are children. If you're in the faith, if you've come to Christ, you are now a child of God. And this is where I will read... I guess this is where I'll read the first verse that the Lord literally used to, you know, help me come out of that. And to be honest, this is a learning curve. I'm still on this journey, literally some days till now. Because that was just a second ago that me and God started processing that. You know, that was just August beginning. This is just September ending. So it will take <laughs> months and maybe years of unlearning. But... Yeah, one of the verses was Romans chapter 8, verse 15 to 16. It says, So you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. 
for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. Then verse 17, and since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. And when I read this verse, okay, I read this verse in July. Either in July or, okay, I said this whole thing happened August beginning, but I think it happened more of mid-August. So I read Romans 8 in the beginning, like the very beginning of August, probably like one of the one-digit numbers days, like maybe 1st to 5th of August. Then this whole for such out thing happened probably around 7th to 14th. I don't know the dates because they they've mixed up in my head. So I read Romans 8 then, but... And it was so exciting. I was like, oh yeah, I'm a child, I'm a son. And yeah, the spirit of God bears witness with my spirit that I am a son, you know. So yeah, exciting stuff. This is good news. But then it was when God revealed to me that I had that for such a syndrome that it began to make more sense. And I was like, yo, I actually, that day I read this, but it actually didn't, I didn't marinate on it enough to think about it for it to become my reality because you know when you read verses there are some verses that like leap up in your spirit they make your spirit leap and then you should like meditate and then marinate and like what does this verse mean and from there you begin to think about it till you have a breakthrough as Martin Luther calls it you have a breakthrough where it becomes your reality and like you actually understand what this verse is saying you know so I didn't understand the verse in full terms what it meant and how much of good news this is. So in that moment, God brought back that verse to my mind and I was like, yo, I thought about it and I turned it over in my mind over and over and over again. And I still do that till now because I don't think it's a one day thing. I, I need to keep doing this. I need, I need it in my life every other day because man, some days I, I forget and some days I just feel like I am not a child, you know. I feel more like a foster child than an adopted child. And as the Bible tells us, we've been adopted into his family, into this family. We've received the spirit of adoption where we can now call God boldly, Abba Father. Man, do you know that um, in the Bible days, the Jews actually did not write or did not refer to God as Father. Calling God Father was like, how dare you call God Father? So that's why when Jesus came and started calling God his Father, the Pharisees had a few deities. They were so angry. Like, how dare you call God Father? But Jesus came to set a precedent for us to tell us that, yo, you can call him Father as long as you have received me into your heart. I dwell in you and now the Spirit of God dwells in you. You have the rights. You've received the spirit of adoption and you can call God Father now. And it's it's just a wonderful privilege that we get to call God Father. Beyond him being our creator, because he created everything that we see, everything that was made, he created. So he's everybody's creator. But then you now come into this fold, into this family, and then receive this privilege and honor to call God Father. That means God stops being this um, impersonal force that just lives above the sky and is just controlling the affairs of men and is just saying yes and no to people anyhow. But now he becomes my father. Like, 
mine. He's my dad now. And man, it's it's just stunning to me and beautiful that and it's the privilege that I get to call God Father. And so I literally have to keep repenting every single time I feel that um thing where I feel I can't ask God for things because you know, I'm not a real child. I'm not adopted. I don't have the rights to call God Father and to ask for things. And yes, yeah, so I'm going to read another verse, another stunning verse. I'm just going to be reading verses today. It's not going to be... I just want you guys to hear this good news for yourself. And maybe some of you already know it. And so I'm so glad for you. I'm so happy you know this. But the rest of us that this is good news to us. <laughs> I guess I'm just going to read this for us. Uh, Matthew chapter 7. Verses 7 to 11 says, Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people, know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him stunning isn't it that our earthly parents are sinners they are not perfect parents and whenever we go to our earthly parents and we ask them for fish you know that's figurative in our case when we ask them for fish they will not give us a snake when you ask them for bread they won't give you a stone then just imagine your heavenly father who is perfect who has the attributes of being perfectly good perfectly kind perfectly holy you know i don't even want to go into the holiness of god now but there's something jackie hill perry says a lot that has become you know i've broken through that thing she says she said if god is holy that means god cannot sin and if god cannot sin that means he can't sin against you. So if God can't sin against you, that means he's always going to be good. It's, it's just a beautiful thing that God is perfectly holy, perfectly righteous all the time. Like God is not temperamental. God is not bipolar. He doesn't change or shift moods. He doesn't have mood swings like we human beings. You know, sometimes parents have an off day and those days you go to ask them for things and then it's the wrong time. You know how we know how to time our parents that this is the right time to ask them for these certain things. But then God is so perfect and doesn't have an off day, doesn't have a bad day. And so you literally can't go to him anytime to ask him for anything. Anything. And I'm not saying this because, oh, if you ask him, there's the assurance that he will give you a yes. Sometimes his answer to you is going to be no. And just know that he's no him telling you no to that thing it's not because he hates you it's because he loves you everything he does is for our good so whenever he tells you no whenever he tells you yes it's because that's the right thing for you in that moment so yeah um that's another verse another stunning one and i'm going to read first john chapter 3 verse 1 which is another beautiful 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 verse I always bring my physical Bible here because I don't know, I just see the need to. So first John chapter three verse one says, See how very much our father loves us, for he calls us his children, 
and that is what we are. So stunning. And now Kisha is answering my call. <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to pick it. Let's let's go, let's go, let's go. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? How are you? I'm good. You're on the same basement just by the way. You're on the same basement. You're talking on the podcast. So everybody's hearing you. Everybody what? Everybody on the same basement. Everybody that's going to listen to this episode is going to hear you. Really? That's what I was calling you. I was just trying out one experiment. I said I'm going to just call people randomly. Oh. Yeah. So say hi to the listeners. Hello, listeners. Please, ensure to check up on your friends. Especially the ones that are in school. Okay. <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. So just in case this is your first time listening to the same basement, Keisha was... Eh? Now I'm talking to listeners now. In case Keisha, um, you guys have never listened to the basement, Keisha was co-host season three. She did a wonderful job. Just wanted to say to her hearing that she was a wonderful co-host and we miss her and we want her back. So if you guys want Keisha back, send petition, sign a petition and promise that you're going to be paying her because I didn't pay her. Every time. Every signature is thank you. <laughs> oh yeah now. We go talk later. I'm gonna finish recording first. I'm recording about I'm recording about um God being our father today. So yeah. I said I'm recording about God being our father. Like talking about yeah. Talking about God being our dad. <laughs> So, yeah, don't worry, I will call you back after I finish recording. Okay. Oh, yeah, no. We will talk later. Bye bye. Bye. The same basement. You guys stay her. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. That was, that was, that was great, I guess. <laughs> Kesha is a sweet soul. So, yeah. I just I just read first John chapter three verse one to you guys. We are just going to go back and act like that didn't just happen, just because. So I'm going to read the verse again. So let's read it again. See how very much our Father loves us, for He calls us His children, and that is what we are. I'm just reading the A part. So God loves us. He calls us His children, and that is what we are. And I love how my translation NLT puts it. And that is what we are exclamation points so it's like period exclamation you know when you are chatting somebody and then you put exclamation points it's like this thing is like you are shouting it it's like let it enter the person here let this person here we see the talk and that is what we are man it's just there are just a lot of verses that i could read so i'm just going to read one more and yeah we're going to share the grace after i read this one this one is from our dear beloved brother Paul. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 5. Says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do 
and it gave him great pleasure. So God did not like, it wasn't like, ah, oh, let me adopt these children. I don't want to, but I'm going to. It's like, it gave him pleasure. It gave him great pleasure. It is what he wanted to do. So he has adopted us into his family and he has brought us to himself through Jesus Christ and there's nothing we can do about it. And yeah, it's, it's just wonderful to know that God is our father and that God loves us so much and we've been adopted and therefore we have the right to talk to our dad and say, Dad, please, can I have this? Please give me this. And if he doesn't, it's fine because he loves us and that's why he won't give us. It's just like an earthly parent. If your child comes to ask for something that you know he's not ready to have yet because maybe it's going to be a distraction. It's just like, okay, a five-year-old will come and ask, can I join Instagram and like be on Instagram? without parental guidance it's like you you as a good parent you will not say yes you know because you know that that space is going to be toxic for a five-year-old to be on because there are crazy people while on instagram and so the child is not ready to be on instagram so you would say no and maybe you would ask, add an explanation that will help the child understand and sometimes parents will not even don't need to add an explanation it's like you should trust me enough right you should trust my parenting and trust my judgment that if i'm telling you no it's for your good and that's what we sh- one thing we should learn about god that if he's telling us no we don't always need an explanation because we should trust his guidance and trust his love for us that because of his love he's telling us no is guided by his love for us he's not telling us no because he's selfish and doesn't care about our needs no he's telling us no because he loves us and he doesn't want that thing to be the end of us so yeah that is just what i have for you guys today what god has been teaching me in this season and i just wanted to share with you in real time as i'm learning it most of the time the things i share with you guys is things i've already walked through for the most part but this one i just felt the leading to share it that this is what i'm learning now so it's like hold me accountable to this you know <laughs> it's that kind of thing hold me accountable i've learned this thing, you know and i've come to share to you guys so whenever i now feel i can't ask i remember yeah i don't record an episode on this thing, you know so i have to now <laughs> ask you know so this is not even to say that whenever you go to pray and you're going to have your quiet time and fellowship with God, whatever it is you call it, all those things are just technicalities. So whether your quiet time, your prayer time, whatever it is, whenever you go to have fellowship with God, it doesn't mean every single time you should just go and be asking. You're not even asking, what do you want to say to me today? Or what is it you want from me <laughs> you know god doesn't even actually need anything from us but what is it you want me to do or what is on your heart father as a good child you should also ask your father what is on his heart you know but also you can ask your dad for things and that's my encouragement to you guys so i'm going to read a declaration or an affirmation i don't know what to call it but this is something i say to myself almost every day since I don't know since okay i read a devotional on new version that tim keller did on romance so when he came to romance 8 then he now um highlighted romance chapter 8 verse 15 to 16 and then he 
just he didn't even do it as an affirmation thing i was the one that made it as my affirmation and i think i i think i changed it up a little bit so forgive me if it is not accurately like theological if it's not 100 percent theologically correct sorry forgive me but yeah i just decided to read it for you guys so this is what i say to myself almost every morning because i won't lie and say i say it every morning i forget on some days so this is what i say to myself i am a child of god and he loves me and will give me more than i deserve my performance doesn't change my position in the family but i will work hard for him because he's my loving father ah man i don't know i felt i felt life coming to me when i said that just now it always brings me so much joy and makes me so happy <laughs> that God gives me more than I deserve. It's like that is his on that is his grace and his mercy. I don't want to go into the whole what is grace and what is mercy, but that is his grace and mercy that he gives us more than we deserve. It's like okay, I think that that's the definition of grace. God giving us more than we deserve. The mercy is God giving us God not giving us what we deserve, which is death and punishment. So anyway, <laughs> That's my way. <laughs> but God gives me more than I deserve. And I will be remiss and I will be a fool to think that I could do anything. I could be the most perfect child to deserve anything from God. I don't even deserve. Even when I feel like I'm on my best days and I'm on my A game, doing all the things right, following the Ten Commandments to the latter, a bit to the letter, um, being kinder to people, smiling more, um, helping the poor, whatever it is, even on those days, to be honest, there's nothing I could do to deserve God's grace and mercy. And then even on days when I am not on my A-game, on the days when I'm not as kind or not as patient or not as helpful, you know, I'm not on my Galatians 5:22 to 23 game. <laughs> it's like on those days to God, or is it Galatians 5.23 to 25? Whatever it is, yeah. But even when I'm not on my fruit of the spirit game to the best, on those days, God still loves me. And you know, there's this line of Jared that says, I'll never be more loved than I am right now. So I like to say it like this. I will never be loved more or less than I am now. I think they just did that because of the song. But the full quote basically, just paraphrasing though, is you'll never be loved more Neither will you be loved less than you are right now. God is so perfect that he doesn't change his mood, doesn't shift mood. So it's not like, okay, today you do good, he loves you better. Tomorrow you do bad, he loves you less. His love for us is unchanging, unwavering, it's stable, it's constant, it's consistent. I could use all the synonyms, <laughs> but basically his love for us is unchanging. It doesn't waver, never does, never will. So he has never loved you less and he will never love you more. And that is a comfort for me that, yeah, I'm never going to be the perfect child. So why think that I could walk more? And at the same time, it's like, doesn't mean I won't walk for my father. Because that's the last part of my quote. It says, but I work hard for him because he's my loving father. So my working for God is not out of a performance-based thing. It's not that, oh, I perform, therefore I am loved. It's, I am accepted, therefore I walk. It's just really stunning and it's beautiful to know that. And yeah, I could say a lot and a lot, but I'm going to end. I know I said I was going to end with Ephesians 1, 3 to 5. 
But no, instead I'm going to end with a quote by um what's my guy's name? J.I. Parker. He wrote a very stunning classic which you guys should read and which I am planning to read which I'm planning to read titled Knowing God. So in Knowing God, J.I. Parker said this. He said, If you want to judge how well a person understands Christianity, find out how much he makes of the thought of being God's child and having God as his father. If this is not the thought that prompts and controls his worship and prayers and his whole outlook on life, it means that he does not understand Christianity very well at all. For everything that Christ thought, everything that makes the New Testament new and better than the old, everything that is distinctively Christian is summed up in the knowledge of the fatherhood of God the Father. Stunning quote. I'm not going to add full stop, comma, exclamation. Okay, I'll add exclamation and full stop, but I'll not add comma and colon to that because that explains itself. Just maybe rewind and listen to that again and make of it what you can and ask the spirit to breathe on you and yeah just read all the verses i've talked about today i'm just going to highlight it for you guys again in case you want to read for yourself which you should my dogs again sorry the verses are romans 8 15 to 16 i read to 17 though so romans 8 15 to 17 matthew 7 7 to 11 first john 3 verse 1 and ephesians chapter 1 verses 3 to 5 there are lots more other verses about the fatherhood of god and how stunning and gorgeous and beautiful that is so yeah just google it and find it for yourself okay so yeah um i'm just going to say in case you are battling with um the thought of seeing god as your father as your loving father more specifically and you're battling with um the thought of okay god loves others more than he does love you and you feel like he does more for others than he does for you. I am with you. I understand that struggle. I have been able to tell people that, oh, God loves you so much. And, you know, I give them the backing from scripture and the doctrine and the theology behind it. I'm not a perfect one, though. But I give them all these things. But I just realized in that faithful August night that I don't believe this for myself. And yeah, it's been a learning curve and I'm glad that I'm learning and I'm coming to the understanding that God is my loving father. He loves me perfectly. So yeah, I'm with you. I understand your struggle and yeah, just keep walking through it and keep asking God to help you come to that knowledge. And you know one thing I've learned, keep telling yourself that thing. Keep saying it with your heart. I Keep saying it with your head. Keep telling yourself the truth and your heart will catch on with time. Just keep telling yourself the truth and your heart will catch up with time. So yeah, even if your heart doesn't believe it, just keep telling yourself and keep declaring the fact that you are God's child and he loves you and it, is, it has pleased him to adopt you into his family. And just keep telling yourself these truths and with time, your heart will definitely catch on by the grace of the Lord. So yeah, I'll see you guys. I don't say next week because I don't know um maybe these episodes are not going to be coming out as weekly as they used to be maybe sometimes it'll be twice a month or whatever because i'm transitioning into a new stage of my life which i'll talk about very soon but not talking about it yet so yeah 
transitioning into a new stage of my life and so it's going to be busier and things like that so yeah maybe the episodes won't be coming out every week so i'll see you guys when next i see you remember to like our post on instagram follow us at the safe basement pod and follow me at ddd to keep up with updates and whatever just see what i'm doing in my daily life sometimes because i'm not there all the time but i'm there a lot of times so follow me there and follow at the same basement pod subscribe if you've not to this podcast my dogs again sorry for that but um follow us on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts. that would be so much appreciated and give us a rate us five stars please thank you because this helps push the podcast out and help so that people find this podcast because you know right now there are a lot of trashy podcasts and i believe by the grace of god this is not one of them <laughs> so keep rating and keep sharing with your friends and your family and your enemies too because like i used to say that in season one i don't know i stopped saying it but share with your enemies too because maybe they'll hear and they'll change and you guys will become best of friends who knows so share with them so share with everybody you know your dad your mom your mom's mom your mother-in-law father-in-law Brother and sister in law, everybody you know basically. Share. Share, share, share. Thank you. It will do so much good if we can push out this by the grace of God, this good podcast. So that more people can hear it and hear the good news of Jesus Christ and hear this wonderful news of the gospel and and yeah, and about how we should view culture. Christians and all the things so yeah share it share it share this good stuff and I believe it is <laughs> I know I'm blabbering at this point so I'm just going to leave you guys so thank you for listening and I'll see you guys when next I see you God bless you and peace bye